Hi, and welcome to episode five of the Real Talk with Realtron podcast. I'm super excited today. I'm here with Wayne Kahn. Uh, Wayne, Wayne has been with uh, Remax Realtron for 25 years. I've uh, been in the business for 28 years. I have a watch to prove it, too. Part of the Remax Realtron Rolex Club. We're yep. happy to have you. Thank you. Uh, it's great to have you here. There's so much that agents can learn from the successes you've had. First of all, I didn't finish my introduction because you interrupted me. Let Sorry. me finish my introduction. Okay. Wayne Kahn is a member of the Remax Diamond Club, Remax uh, Circle of Legends Club, is consistently one of the top donors to Children's Miracle Network on behalf of the Remax, Real, uh, Remax uh, Miracle Home Program. So it's an honor to have you here. Welcome. That's Thank the official you. introduction. Very good. Excellent. Nice. So I was going to say, everybody should be giving to the Children's Miracle Network. Just whatever you can spare, you should do it. It's crazy that most agents aren't. I can't believe we're not bugging agents more to we do that. We bug agents more to do that. We're, we're getting them out there. But if you're yeah. listening to this and you're not doing it, please come on board. Uh, most of our agents do. Uh, we're really proud of what we do good. with that. So anyways, let's get right into it. Wayne, there's a lot we can get from you. Um, a lot we can learn from the experiences you've had in your career. I want to talk about scripting. I want to talk about geographic farming. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about a lot of things, finances. Um, where finances. I want to start. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a huge one. I think uh, you have a lot to, to share with that. Uh, where I want to really start is in 22 years as a father, how many family dinners have you missed to go out with a client? Not one. Not one. Not one. In 20 years. I mean, that's not true. I, ha I, I probably have. Close if enough. It's a, if it's a, what I call a come list me and they're completely inflexible. Yeah. Not because they want to be, because their schedule doesn't allow them to be more flexible. I'll go see them. But six o'clock at night, um, I'm home for dinner every single day. Great. Uh, that's from your dad, by the way. Yeah. When, I, when your dad told me at the very beginning when he was farming, as I was when I joined Realtron, he said, just make sure you're home for dinner every night at 6 p.m., make it an appointment. And it actually turned out to be a really good thing because people saw that I was a busy agent. I said, I'm not available at that time. Right, so I, I think that's, that's really important. How did you implement that? I mean, agents, you know, the typical thing is, we'll be home at 5.30 from work, we'll have a quick supper, why don't you come around 6.15? Right, so I say to them, um, my first appointment is 7.30, um, and if you're available at 7.30, that would be great. And they said, well, 8 o'clock is better for us. And I'd say, fantastic. But I would just tell them my first appointment's at 7.30. And I said, like you, I have fa uh, dinner with my family, but, you know, we spend more than 15 minutes eating dinner. And I also comment on why they're eating so quickly. But I think <laughs> it's crazy that they're eating dinner. And what did you say, 6 o'clock, they eat 6.15, I can come? Well, yeah, people say, well, let's go. Are, Are they, they chewing? Is there <laughs> chewing at all? Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I think... Everyone, a lot of people are afraid, a lot of agents are afraid that uh, they lose the client or they want to be flexible or they want right. to appear to be making themselves available. Right. How has the reception been from the client's point of view on that, especially a prospective client? When I tell them I'm not available? Yeah. Um, I think they're fine. I think, you know, try and call a doctor and say, I want to come in at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. They'll say, no, we have a slot at five o'clock and that's right. it. So if you are a professional, if you're tied up for whatever reason, look, I mean, I work out um, most mornings. I don't do my first appointment until like 11 o'clock during the day. So if people say, you know, come uh, in the morning, which is a really bad example, because here we are Tuesday at 10.15, so I'll probably work out after this. But um, so when, when I have times of the day that I'm not available, I just say I'm not available. 
Yeah. And I just, you know, people, you know, I find the people that fight you the most are the people I say, you know what, I kind of don't see this being a good match. This isn't a good fit because um, I'm making myself available so many times, yet you're not. Right. So, you know, perhaps I'm not the right person for right. you. And that's probably more a mentality than right. it actually happened. Does that right. actually happen often? Very rare. Very, very rare. Very rare. Yeah. So These I, are the I, people that talk to me about commission on the phone really aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually just say, you know what, if you're so concerned about, you know. Right. It's like an agent calling me, there's a perfect example, an agent called me yesterday and say, so your house on Charlton, you know, how much will they go down? I said, hold on, wait, have you seen the house yet? Right. No, we have an appointment now. I said, you're talking about an offer even before you've gone in? Yeah. Like, show the house and then call me and then, Right, you know, and then let's talk. And I'll tell yeah. you that there's $1,000 off the price yeah. and you got it. So I think what we're alluding to here, a lot of uh, what you're saying comes down to you're prepared and you know what your outcome is. Right. So you know that when someone calls you to book an appointment, you know you're not available till 7.30. Right. When someone calls you to talk about the price, you know you're not talking about the price till they see in the home. When someone calls you to talk about commission, you know you're not talking about commission right. until you are at the, at the table with them. Right. And exactly. they've already decided to work with you. Yeah. So that comes down to, the, to really scripting. And I, I know, you, you know, it's you, involuntary, you learn scripts. Though. I do, well, I did. It's involuntary, it's involuntary now for you after 25 years. And now but, I say stuff that I don't even know where it came from. And I'll right. be with somebody and I'll say something to them and I'll stop and say, did you just hear what I, that sounded so great. Let me just write that down. And I go, what did you think of that? And they go, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm trying, whoa, keezy. And I'm trying to get the listing. Sorry about the spill. I'm trying to get the listing and I'll say something and then it'll come out like. We're going to casually get a half second timeout to wipe that to wipe up. Sorry guys. Okay. So where were we? So, yeah. So if, if somebody wants to see me at a certain time and I'm not available and they're really aggressive about it, then I just say, I'm sorry, I'd love to help right. you out. I'm not available. How's this time for you guys? Or you guys give me another time. Here's the window. From 7.30 to 9, I'm great. During the day is even better. That It's brighter. I get to see your house better. Give me a time. I like to see people during the day. Right. But only if everybody's there. Right. Otherwise, so I won't meet with them. We've, we figured we got we to gotta know what our outcome is. We got to know what right. our outcome is. And so I'm always with, in terms of scripts, I always believe you need to learn the scripts and not use the scripts. Right. You need to learn the scripts because you need to know the outcome of the script and how to get there and what questions right. to ask, but, I don't, but not be scripted. I don't so. feel like I'm using scripts though. I feel like because I have this crazy intense passion for clarity, the questions just come, the qualifying just comes because I'm kind of like, I always say in my seminar about Columbo from the 70s, you're probably too young, but this guy, Peter Falco at a glass eye was a detective with a long trench coat would always say to them, where were you on the night of blah, blah, blah. And then they would say something and then he would walk away and go, but one more thing doesn't make sense. So we keep coming back and asking questions over and over again because he was searching for clarity. Right. So when I speak to people, I want to know if they're qualified to list, if they're actually going to sell their home, or are they kind of thinking about doing it in a year. So by asking the right questions and seeking clarity, it just kind of is logical, it just makes sense. Okay, right. so you want to sell your home, great, where, you, where do you plan on moving? Mm. And they'll say, well, we haven't bought yet, you know? Or I'll say, um, after you sell, what are your plans, where are you going? Right. So asking questions helps me, A, be in control without manipulating, but also let them know that I'm professional. 
Right. Like a doctor, you ask questions, you want to know what they want to do and if you can help them. And sometimes you'll find that it's not worth the drive to go see them because they're just not ready to list and they mm -hmm. just kind of want a price and then I'll just give them a range. Right. I won't go see them. Which comes back to the value of your time. Uh, so that's interesting. So just to, to take away, I think what you said is really it's not about scripts. Right. It's about controlling the conversation and asking questions. Right. I don't but, love the word control, but I agree with you. Well. Yeah. In a well, sense. What would, what word manipulating would manipulating is, is the harsher word, but control in a good way, meaning that they want me to be in control. They want to right. deal with someone who's in control. Because if somebody isn't asking the question and doesn't have clarity about what they want, it's hard to build rapport if you don't ask questions with people. So it's a double-edged sword. Right. And I think really uh, when people call you, yeah. a lot of times they don't say, hey, come over and list my house. They ask questions like, hey, how's the market right now? And what they're really saying is, I want to list my house, right. but I don't want to sound stupid on the phone. So right. please lead me in a direction because I want to sell my house. Right. Uh, I, had a, I had a situation a couple days ago. I was trying to buy something and the sales guy didn't want to sell it to me. Kept saying, ah, I don't want to go into what it is. But he says, you know, you're fine. You don't need this. You'll be okay. And I said, no, no, no. Like, let me buy it. There was a product right. for my car. I, and, and he just kind of, he thought I didn't need, he didn't, I didn't need to spend the money. And I, I was begging him to sell it to me, and he couldn't sell it to me. So you couldn't buy the leather steering wheel cover then? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah, so really, like, I, I think as salespeople, leading them, uh, taking control of the conversation, whatever, however we want to term it, I think that's right. really important. To, because that's what people are looking for certainty when they call us. Right. So by asking them questions, by finding out what you need to know, you're also giving them the certainty right. that you're going to sort it out and you are in charge. They right. want you to be in charge. I but think. It's, it's hard to have that involuntary mindset where somebody asks you a question and you try and answer the question. So I very rarely will make positive statements. I'll answer a question, but usually my questions, the way I answer them is in the form of a question. Right. Why is that important to you? You know, how, how's the market right now? Well, how do you think the market is? The right. funny thing is, we don't have access to information that other people don't. I think everybody knows what their house is worth and everybody knows what the market's like. So they're asking you because maybe they think you can narrow it down. They know it's right. worth a million to a million one, but they don't know is it a million seventy or is it a million twenty. Right. So I think that's where they're asking you. But I think the biggest mistakes I, uh, I would make way back when is I would try and answer their question over the phone or in person, but over the phone is the worst. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, all I want to do is meet with these people if they want to sell. Right. And I say to people over the phone, if you don't want to sell, I can't help you. Right? They have to be motivated. They don't have to have a, a necessity, but they have to have a strong enough want that if mm -hmm. they don't sell, that it's more painful than the pleasure of being successful in selling. Right. They have to prove to me, for me to come and see them and spend two hours with them, that they really have a goal in mind that they're not just fishing because what'll happen, I'll go there, they'll price it too high, I'll take the listing too high and I know I won't sell it and it's gonna be three months of just getting them to reduce and them thinking, well, maybe we should go with another agent, you're not doing your job. Right. But I think all my marketing is done in that two hour span that I'm with them. Because the onus is on them to make sure they understand that they need to be priced. Well, I have to is change that... their thinking because they think, mm -hmm. okay, so how are you gonna market my home? Are you gonna send out flyers? Are you gonna advertise? Are you gonna do open house? Are you gonna do this? I say to them, you know what? The best marketing I can do for you is right now is making sure you're with the right person, 
that it's exposed properly, and that we price it to sell. You know that 80% of the process is pricing it right. If you don't price it well, you, can't lead, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it, make, make it drink. So if I don't price it well, do you know that all the marketing I do is a waste of time? And I'll say to them, does that make sense to you? Right. Which is say yes. So, so I just want to touch I like on to say the say last yes thing. As well. Say yes. Say that's, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Say yes is great, and it really works. I've seen you it do does. it before. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. Um, so I just want to touch on this last little bit for a second because although you say you don't use scripts and you're conversational, not consciously, you are prepared. Right. And you originally, when you started, you learned the scripts of Jerry Bresser. Right. Uh, anyone else? that you really were into? Roger in Butcher, going way back. You ever heard of Roger Butcher? I, I'm, I'm impressed that I know who Jerry Bresser is. Yeah. So, no, Roger uh, Butcher still had around, these by the way. animated, no, I know, I, had, I spoke yeah. to him not too long ago, yeah. but Roger Butcher had these like animated cue cards that you basically okay. used in your list, listing presentation, so he had language, but Jerry Bresser was the best. I use Mike Ferry questions. Right. Um, I've made up a million of my own just from over the years seeking clarity and asking questions that are open-ended and I still make up stuff that I you know stop myself in the middle of listing presentation and go that was so good did you just hear what I just asked you and they're like what are you talking, what are, about? What are you talking about so I'll write it I'll go one sec I'll write it down and I'll say let me ask it again and I'll ask them again you know and so you kind of make it up yeah. as you go along so you're continuing to learn your process I, I just heard uh, Tom Ferry asking a new agent to just keep asking questions, asking questions, and write down all the objections, and narrow it down to the three or four that are really right. asked. There are not that many objections. Well, that's out isolating there. objections makes a lot of sense. Why would you answer a question unless you know? Like I would say to them, okay, other than that, is there any reason why you wouldn't have me work with you? Right. And they'll go, no, that's about it. So, so it's just commission and the price. If we can overcome those two objections, I can work for you tonight. Right. And they'll go, well, I don't want to start showings right away. And I'll go, that's no problem. We can sign the paperwork, but we can start showings whenever you're ready. And they go, well, okay. So then I'll ask them again. So just so we are on the same page, if we can work out the commission question and work out the price, I can work for you. And they go, yes. I go, great, fantastic. So I say, commission is really, really easy. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, I charge everybody the same. Really? I said, well, it doesn't really matter what I charge you. All that matters is what you net, correct? Right. So we, you know, you know your house is worth between somewhere between seven and nine, right? It's in that range, okay? So if I got you two million for your house, if somebody I met had a suitcase of cash in the bottom of me, and I could get I could get two million for your house, would you pay me nine percent? And they go, well, of course I'd pay you nine percent. Sure. I go, wonderful. So if I got you an offer of three hundred, but I charged you three percent total commission, would you take it? And they go, no. I go, why? It's three percent commission. They go, well, because I'm only netting like nothing. I go, okay, great. So you, what you're telling me is you don't care what you pay, you care what you net. And, I, and they go, I, I guess so. I say to them, okay, let's do this. You be in charge of what you net and I be in charge of what I charge you. And if you're happy with the offer and you net what you want, then we're in good shape. Makes sense. Makes they go, sense. yeah. So I say to them, my commission's 5%, 4% if I bring the buyer, not yeah. in multiple offers. Right. I don't cut my commission to multiple. Yeah. How does that sound? And they go, as long as I get what I want, I don't care. You yeah. go, great. Great. And by so, the way, if I get you 100000 over asking, it's still 5%. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that happens. We have a lot to look forward to. So now that we tackled commission, we only have to discuss the price. Right. And they go, yeah. I say, so great. So I'm going to show by you. By the way, that's an important distinction. A lot of people who go out and do listing presentations mm -hmm. are really doing pricing presentations. 
So, so you're presenting yourself. Right. You're selling them on yourself and your service. Right. You're doing, a, do you do a needs analysis and what they want and what their plan is? Do you reconfirm that they're going to actually sell right. their home? Right. Find out where they're going. You discuss that a little bit. Well, I find taking money out of the equation and talking about what they really want. Money is a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get what they want financially, it doesn't mean they're not going to achieve their goals. It's just their expectations won't be met. And sometimes our expectations are just too high. But you can still do well and get on with your life and achieve your goals, even if you don't net what you expect, right? One, you don't have to do one in order to do the other one. It's like if your kid gets 98 on an exam and you say, oh my God, why couldn't you get 100, right? So you could still get 98% for your home, which I think is a high percentage today, right. and still get on with your life. So I try and step away from the money and say, by the way, remember what you told me, the original reason why you wanted to move? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that a little bit more? And I would say over and over again, why is that important to you? Why is that important to you? And then it would come out that money's not the most important thing. Right. Getting this thing done is way more important, but agents tend to focus on the money and try and um, make them feel better about the possibility of making the amount of money they need, but that's the wrong focus. Right. Step so away from the money. Let me, just, let me just go in a kind of different direction. I think okay. what just popped into my head, like everything you're saying, you're leading the client, you're getting them where you want to go, right. your presentation is in order where you want it to be. In order to do that, mm -hmm. your mindset has to be right. You can't go into a listing appointment of hoping that they're nice people, hoping that they want to list their home, and hoping that they're ready right. to sign today. You can't feel like they're doing you a favor. Right. So how do you get into the right mindset at the beginning of your day and going into a, a presentation? What, do, what, do you, what materials do you consume? What are you into? What are, you, what are your sayings? What so, does it for you? That's a very good question. So I've been a sponge for probably my whole life, meaning that anything I listen to that is self-motivating, listening to tapes in the car, listening to anything, pretty much comes down to, in my opinion, the secret. So I'm a big follower of the secret, and yeah. I've always believed this, but I never really put something, I haven't titled it in such a way like The Secret does, which is the law of the attraction. The Secret Law of Attraction. Right. If you haven't seen The Secret, see it. It's a little airy-fairy, but it's, it's real. You say airy-fairy? Airy-fairy? Is that a thing? I, don't, I think you just made that up. Airy-fairy. Okay, <laughs> I'm never going to use that, by the way, Chair. Airy I think it's a thing. So I, I love The Secret because basically I don't believe that somebody is necessarily a victim of their thought processes, but kind of in a way they are. So if you think that anything is possible, then probably it is. So I always say to people, if you believe it, it's true. In my seminars, people will say to me, well, every time I go to see people, um, they keep telling me my commission's too high, right? I say, well, it sounds to me like you kind of expect them to say it. Right. And it's kind of like your willingness to happen. And a funny joke, you know Sarah Silverman, the comedian? Yeah. So she said, I've had... Um, can I say little bad words on here or not really? Yeah, we'll not too we'll, bad. We can okay. bleep them if we decide okay, to okay. later. I don't, know. So, I don't know what the rules are. Okay. No one's tried to, but okay. thanks, Wayne. You so go first. I've had, I've had um, this is her joke. She said, I've had seven really, really shitty roommates in the past five years. And then it dawned on me, hey, maybe I'm the shitty roommate. Right. right? So it's kind of like it's the same thing. Like if you're getting the same obstacles all the time and the same problems, 
I think it's probably because they expect them. So I expect people to understand that 5% is fair because 5% of what, right? Mm -hmm. You're hiring somebody and you're already starting off going with someone who's cheaper, but how do you know they're gonna get you 10 or 20,000 more or less than I would? If you start with quality, you'll end up with, end up with quality. So I always say to people, why would you take a chance with somebody that you know in your heart is inferior? Right. You know, just, just the fact that you have someone sign on your lawn that everybody knows, think about it. If, here's a best analogy in terms of name recognition. So I'd say to the seller, is it important that you're working with someone that has strong name recognition? Say yes. Mm, yes. Okay, so if I came to meet with you to talk about your home, but Justin Bieber also came, and he doesn't have a license, he's <laughs> never sold a house ever, right? Right. Who would you probably go with? Well, Justin Bieber. Why? Doesn't have a license, never sold a house ever. Why would you go with? Because it would be exciting, because everyone would come to see Justin right, Bieber's house. Right, right. So, so of all the people you've met, right, who do you feel would have the greatest name recognition that when buyers come to your home, they'd say, yeah, I've seen that person before. Okay. Who would that be? Well, I know, in your area, it would be you, for sure. Okay, may I get started right away? So, I mean, there's different angles, there's different things that other agents haven't thought of, mm -hmm. and it could be something small, but it's, right. it's just enough to change. You know, I always talk about a game of golf that um, Tiger Woods just won the Masters. Amazing. Did he win by one stroke? He won by one stroke, but he had two strokes to play with at the end, so he was super conservative at the end. Okay, Anyways. still, but he won by one stroke. Yeah. yeah. What, did the num what did he win? 1.9 million, I think. Wow. And, and what did the second place winner win? I'm going to go with... Probably 800,000, 500, okay. like The that, difference in the know. score was one stroke? Yeah. So I don't have to be 20 strokes better than everybody else to sell your home. Right. All I have to be is one or two strokes different, better, that actually makes a difference. Don't try and be the best agent ever. Don't say you're the best agent ever. Just say that I've learned and I've experienced the little things that will make a difference. Right. And it could be that I'm just honest about price. Yeah. You know? And I think, by the way, for agents who are listening who are not number one in their area, you can use the same mentality. You can say the same thing. So of all the people you met, who do you feel you're most comfortable with? Something like that. If right. you're, whatever your strength is, you got to go right. with your strength. So but you have to know that the answer is you, that the answer yes. is yes. Well, I always find, so here's what I always found. You get a sense. When, if you're negotiating commission, they've already sort of chosen you. Right. Right? They, they might still not choose you. They might still go with someone else, but they're saying they want you. Right. Because if, the, if they like the guy who's 3.5% better, and he's 3.5%, they're going to say, thanks for coming. Okay. That's what I always found. Right. So then if, if they're already saying, well, can you do it for less, that means they're buying. Well, there's an easy out to that. Sure. And this is them showing their cards. Jeremy, if myself and this other agent charged you zero, nothing, who would you go with? I'd go with you. May I ask why? Well, I think you've shown me your marketing's better. I know, yeah, exactly. Great. What's that worth to you? Right. And you put a number on it. You make right. them put a number on it. I say to them, it. and the truth is, I'm not going to charge you 5% until you accept an offer. Right. Correct? So who's in control? You are, correct? Right. Say yes. Yes. Okay. So I love you, to say yes. It's so good. But <laughs> you have to know the answer is you yes, though. The is you yes. can't say, you know, something that's completely Right. Not true. So um, they would say, okay, well, I would say to them, I promise you, if you're not comfortable with what you net in your pocket, I won't charge you a penny. How does right. that sound? Yeah. May I get started right away? Yeah. They've already told you they prefer you. We're both charging you nothing. Who would right. you go with? That's the best way of finding out. At the end of the day, if they have to make a decision, who would they go with? So it's a 
It's a little trick for you guys playing at home. <laughs> so you started this section. Not a trick. No, you, it's actually. You started logical. this section saying you don't use scripts, and then you gave me all our scripts. Okay, that that one I That's totally. A script. It's but okay. I made that up though. It's yeah. not a script that I, okay. I heard. It's it's my own. That's good. Um, but so, analogies. One second. Analogies. Yeah. So I use a ton of analogies, and the best analogy you can use with somebody is, you work, you own your own business, or you're working for an employer. Use their life experience to what you're trying to show them on the other side mm -hmm. with you. If your boss called you into his office and asked you to take a 2000 cut in pay, would you do it? No. So why would an agent cut their commission from 5%? Don't you think every agent wants to get 5%? Right. So I went to see someone last night and they said, well, they're going to do staging. They're going to um, help us do work around the house, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And I say to them, is this person a real estate agent or an interior designer? I mean, what are you paying them for, right? right. So I don't pay for people to do this. I don't pay for um, people to stage their homes. I, I'll pay for a consultation, which exactly is it's selfish of me because it helps them make the house show better. But I believe that I'd rather get them 20,000 more or three, five percent more for their home than pay a thousand dollars for painting, right? Mm -hmm. That's their investment, it's their house. So I'm paying, I'm already paying for an assistant, for a stage or a consultation, for um, a photographer to come, for all these companies I pay for. And I say to them, if you don't sell your home, how much money are you out? You, oh, as a seller. Oh, I need, I need to sell. If I don't no, sell, I get I'm in it. trouble. But if your home doesn't sell, do you understand how much I'm investing in your listing? By agreeing oh, to take, you are, yeah, yes. by, by agreeing to take your listing, do you have any idea how much... I don't know how much does it cost. You right. put a sign up on the lawn. I don't know. What do you spend? Right. So between my assistant, um, promotion, marketing, flyers, everything, um, other forms of advertising, social media, photographer, staging consult consultant, it works somewhere between a thousand to two thousand dollars. Did you were you aware of that? That's what I thought. Okay. So that's my investment, right? So by agreeing to take your home for sale, right? Mm -hmm. I'm out between a thousand and two thousand dollars, right? So if I didn't think I could sell your home, why would I take your listing? Well, I, my my house is going to sell. Okay, I hope so too. And if we price it right, definitely it's going to sell. But mm -hmm. that's part of the process. But you understand that I'm investing in your listing already. Mm -hmm. So all these other things that you want to do, that's your investment. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Good. Say yes. Yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. So, so in the time we have left, does that sound like a script, um, or does it sound natural? It, it sounds natural if if you do it once, but I I know you know it, so that's why we call it a script. Right. It's not really a script. It's right. a it's a dialogue that you're aware of that right. you know the end on but, semantics. It but I matter. think if you're searching for clarity, and I keep saying this word because yeah. it's so true, I believe if you have a burning desire to find out things that other people aren't finding out, like a good lawyer or a good detective, I think logically the process will be easier for you if you just think about asking questions. Think about asking questions and know right. where you're trying to end up, I right. think is what you said. Right. Great. So here's where I want to end up. Okay. Really quickly, where you've had a lot of success in addition to your sales career is where a lot of agents fall short, Right. which is being able to save money and invest money. Yes. Hmm. I want to talk about not the mechanics of it and where you sent your money and what you invested in, although I know you're a big fan of Apple and that's worked out for you. Uh, how did you go about starting to save some money? 
you know, life is expensive, kids, the whole thing. Right. Investing in your business, saving for taxes, and finding money to invest as well, either in stocks, real estate, whatever, right. whatever someone chooses to do. Right. So just get me into your head. Tell me a bit about your mindset. Okay. Why it was important to you to sort that out and figure out and how you came up with strategies to do that. Okay. Um, so I was kind of brought up in a budget mentality where I try and save money on things and it was kind of a regular upbringing in my day. And then what happened was I started to realize that I rather focus on surplus than on budget and it's right. the law of attraction all over again. So if I always focus on ways of making more money that I wouldn't have to worry so much about budgeting, that if I did certain things properly that I would be creating a budget without even realizing it. Meaning right. that by focusing on surplus and making more than I need as opposed to budgeting a much smaller amount, which a lot of people do, that kind of makes more sense to me. So you're, you're sort of saying, you know, I like to use the analogy of uh, changing your thermostat. So instead of saying you need the room to be 72 degrees to pay all your expenses and to pay everything, you said, no, 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 I need more. You got right. that into your head. Is that right, the mindset exactly. you created? It's a mindset. I, but I you more. can't just have that mindset. So it's not like manna falling from heaven. You have to. So I read The Wealthy Barber very early book, on. Yeah. And I would pay myself first. I started by giving it to my financial planner 100, then 200, then 500. Right. every month and they take it right out of my account and then a thousand at one point I was up to five thousand a month just right. taking out of my account so what happened was before I knew it and investing you know well and you know more I guess conservative Apple was probably the biggest volatile speculative stock that I had um, and it worked out you know knock wood wherever it is um, I would just keep giving money to my financial planner and just forget right. about it and let it work for me. So set an amount in advance and yeah. then you just need to, you know, we, we set an amount for how much our kids programs and education and everything right. costs. We set an amount for how much we're spending on a car. Right. You just added financial planner. Yeah. And I just knew that if I was always making five times more than what I needed, right. I would always be ahead of the game. But I always thought about living well, I mean, we always go on vacations twice a year sure. and, you know, so having that surplus mentality instead of, okay, how can I work well with what I've got? Why not just make more than you need so you don't have right. to worry about it? So find out how you can do that. And I very quickly found out that farming worked, working your past client base worked, you know, um, just doing all the right things consistently. And year after year, it just seemed to work out. Yeah. Great. And so invest that was my expectation your, yeah, too. Your expectation was to work out. So you had to invest in yourself. You had to invest in farming and flyering and that's right. a you had a because big Because I'm running a that. business. And your I assistant didn't to, and everything. Right. Yep. I didn't and, want to feel like a realtor. Sorry, right. Jared. No, 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 <laughs> like, okay. I'm making this really hard for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I just um, there are a few points, there are a few keys that you've done really well. I want to make sure everyone who's listening hears. I think the the other thing where people get tripped up a lot, taxes. And I think you, you had an aggressive strategy for paying taxes. Right. So every, uh, every agent say to me, why would you take off anything at source? Because, you know, this, this is, you're going to lose interest on this money. You should have it in the bank and not take anything off at right. source. What I mean is taking off at source at the check. When you get a check, it's the full amount. You don't take anything off and have right. Realtron send it to the government for you. So I, since... Years ago, I can't remember, like a long time ago, I would take 30% off. 
30% 30 of every every single check. Think about it. I never ever cut commission because I know when I get the check, if it's a $15,000 commission, I'm only getting 10,000. So right. why would I cut commission when I realize I'm not, You're this, not getting I'm it. not getting it, right? That's so smart because you know an agent will get a make a $10,000 commission and they get a check for 11,300 right. including HST right. and they've already spent 12. Right. Right. So what you're saying is, and this is really important for uh, maintaining your commission. I don't even think it's conservative. I think it's smart. 30% of your gross is going to, uh, you, that you're saying is source deducted by uh, our company, Remax Realtron, does it? Or you can have your company do right. it wherever you well, want. Well, I heard that Realtron took that money out and look at these offices, how beautiful yeah, they are. They just, that's Sorry, where, you this is the way you haven't paid right taxes in 25 <laughs> years. Sorry. <laughs> this is your last I'm going to get a knock on my door. Um, no, so that's really important. 30% off your gross is gone. Taxes. Yeah. $5,000 a month gone to your financial and planner. And every time I do taxes, I never sweat it. I right. never feel nervous because I usually get money back. Because I have another 30% of right. deductibles that are legitimate deductibles, so I'm 10% ahead. So yeah. I usually get a refund and it's just a matter of how big it is. So I never feel, I don't want to spend money that isn't mine. Yes, I could be making interest on it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I don't have that much control. It's in my account. I'll right. probably spend it or what. Right. So I send it off to the government because it's not really mine. Yeah. And how many agents you know have troubles around? This is tax time well, this right is, now. Yeah, this is why I want to talk about it. It's tax time right now. Yeah. Agents are stressed. Agents are struggling. We have agents that uh, just don't have money to pay their taxes and they're waiting for the next commission. Just, right. They're just working for the government right, right. now. And did you see the uh, Sharon Sultanian uh, article in The Globe? Well, we're not mentioning any names, but yes, I saw that. Okay, you can delete that. Anyhow, she was she her name was released in this. She was it was positive, except that yeah. she said that her agents want to sleep in her office because they're evicted. Like there's a lot of agents having oh, yeah. a tough time right now. It's a tough time, and if you didn't pay the government first, and if you didn't pay yourself first, you, you're in trouble. You're paying. Uh, right. You're just working for the next couple of years to pay your taxes back. Oh, that's and crazy. once you're working to make $100,000 to pay 50 to the government for last year's tax and pay 50 to the government for this year's tax. Right, you can't, you never you get ahead. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's spending money that is So used. let me tie this in as one simple theme that we've got here. I'm gonna tie it in. I don't, good here luck. Here we go, pre-planning. You pre-planning. have planned what's happening with your money. You've planned what's happening with your business. You've planned what's happening with your conversations that you've had, and you've planned what's happening with your clients' outcomes. And I think that is how you've been so successful over the years. Wayne Kahn, thank you very much for being here. That's it. That's it. I've got a little bit more time. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) I I could talk to you all day. We can sit and talk here. Bye, guys. There's no film in the camera anyway, so we're out. Okay, good. (laughs) Thank you so much. Pleasure.